We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex, where oil country shops for printers and office equipment. Service is their business. On Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. It is 1234 in Edmonton, 234 Columbus, Ohio. The Oilers and the Blue Jackets tonight, game three of a four-game road trip. Uh, the Oilers have started the road trip with back-to-back wins over Buffalo and uh, rather convincingly, frankly, over Philadelphia last night. Uh, I do want to mention some guests and Oilers now received gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had, 9990 Jasper Avenue. As uh, We're pleased to be joined by our headliner today, presented by ATB Financial, ATB, Alberta's home ice advantage. It is Rob Brown. Bob, how you doing? I'm doing good today, Bob. How are you? Well, you know, it's never. Uh, it's a lot funner being on the road with the team when they're winning. Uh, you know, when you're broadcasting the team's games, and then when you're losing, and you know that as a player as well. It's, uh, and perhaps you can educate our listeners just in terms of how much different the mood is when you put together some wins, and when you sense that your team's starting to play a little bit better, uh, and maybe playing kind of more the right way as well. Well, everything is better. The bus rides are better. The, the airplane rides are better. The team meals, everything, it, it, because you're allowed to enjoy yourself. And you know what it's like when you're on the media bus. If the team had lost a game, you, you don't talk. Everyone's quiet. Uh, you sit there, and, and it's boring, and it, it's just a terrible feeling around, and everyone feels it. When you're winning, it's all of a sudden it is what it is, the best job in the world. So right now the Oilers are playing good hockey. They're getting wins. They're being rewarded for their effort, and there were games earlier this year where they played well enough to win and something just stopped them, so they weren't rewarded. Now they're getting rewarded, and I think that uh, there's a lot of factors in play. The, the additions that Peter Shirelli made, the players buying in and competing on a daily basis, the, the strength and muscle that they've added to their lineup, and the fact that Connor McDavid now is healthy. Yeah, it certainly has changed the complexion of things. Let's talk a, a bit about one of the themes that it was there last night, and oh, people are texting at 6.30, 6.30. I mean, for years we've dealt with people that have suggested that the orders are too soft and they're too easy to play against. And we all knew to a certain degree that they're, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that you need to have, you know, Steve McIntyre in a lineup or Luke Gaznick, but you need guys that can play that can provide you some character and some toughness. And, and don't get me wrong, I like Luke and I like Steve. It's just the game is different today. Um, but it, it is a game changer. They took a chance on Cassian. There's a lot of managers. I'm not even convinced the previous management group, led by Craig McTavish and Scott Housen, would have taken a chance on Cassian. But the fact is, you know, Peter Shirelli did. Uh, and then Maroon, to me, that's a good bet. You know, like you got another team to pay a quarter of his salary. And that combination of Cassian and Maroon, it was noticeable last night, wasn't it, Rob? It certainly was. It was noticeable by, you know, the Philadelphia Flyers, and it's certainly noticeable by the guys on the bench with the Edmonton Oilers. If if guys are going out there and battling and getting their face washed and taking a punch and, and getting involved, you feel kind of guilty on the bench if you're not doing it as well. Uh, the Oilers have been soft to play against for a number of years, but the answer never was a, a hammer just sitting on the bench because no one would fight that. Man. The other team wanted that guy in the game. Well, now you've got a cast unit playing 12 to 15 minutes tonight. You're going to have a Maroon that's going to be playing 16 minutes tonight. You've got guys that are on the ice and are engaged shift after shift. That is a big difference than a guy that plays four minutes a night. So the others have got big, strong physical players that now are capable of playing the game and playing in your top nine. 
and not create space for your skilled players. If the players on the ice are worried about Maroon, if they're worried about Cassian, or to a little bit lesser extent, Cracknell, then they're not worried about McDavid. They're not going after Everly. They're not going after Hall. And that's what those players bring to the team. They allow the skilled players to be skilled. Rob Brown joining us from the Oilers Radio Network. Bob Stoffer with you. So they've added a little bit of size. They're more difficult to play. I've got to tell you, I don't know about you, but Adam Party's played 20-plus minutes in back-to-back nights. I think he's looked fine. And, I mean, he was averaging 14 minutes per game in, in Winnipeg when he actually got in. He only played about 15 games all season long. Are you surprised that he's been able to play those sort of minutes? And is tonight perhaps going to be a greater test for him with the second of a back-to-back? Well, I am surprised. I've seen him play a few times against the Oilers, and I think he's had up and down games against the Oilers. But he was also he's playing against behind a strong defense in Winnipeg, who a supposedly strong defense. For him to come in and play that many minutes with having as few games under his belt this year, I mean that's also surprising. I mean he's a guy that sat most of the year, now all of a sudden he's playing top four minutes. He's been good. He's been physical. Uh, I mean, last night you saw him take a couple guys down hard uh, after the play. Once again, it's another player that's difficult to play against. And now the skilled players on the other teams are facing what this, uh, the Taylor Halls and the McDavid's and the Everleys and the Nugent Hopkins have been facing their entire t- time with, with the Oilers, is hard physical play being pushed to the limit. And now the Oilers have some guys that can push back. And Party, he was good last night. It'd probably be a little difficult tonight going back-to-back. But I think right now he's, a, he's riding the emotional high of being a player who's wanted. And I tell you, that goes a long way in the adrenaline. You know what? They still needed some saves from Talbot, and they did get lucky. I mean, the, the, the Flyers have a great power play, which only went, I mean, they were 0 for 7 last night, which is hard to believe, especially after you saw them throwing around that first power play. But the fact is, the owners got a little bit of luck for once early in the game uh, when Philly got that first power play at the end of the period. And uh, throughout the second, Edmonton was in the box a little too often, but if you can kill them, you can be afforded the luxury of playing a little bit more physical. You can. The Oilers, well, they got the fortunate bounces, a couple posts that stayed out. But when a power play doesn't score in its first two or three, then it starts to question itself. And that's what you saw later in the, the game from the Flyers. It wasn't working early, and they started losing a little bit of confidence in it. And that was a lot to do with a bit of luck, a lot to do with Talbot, and good penalty killing, willingness to block shots, willingness to, to forecheck aggressively, uh, putting your body on the line in front of the net, making sure there are no second chances. So uh, the Oilers' penalty killing has been good for most of the year, and they've got the players out there that are take pride in what they're doing. And the one thing, though, they had to do yesterday is throw McDavid out there because they took so many penalties. They had their best players on the bench for long stretches. McDavid goes out, and I know some people don't like your star's penalty killing, but I tell you, when he's out on the ice penalty killing, there is a fear in the eyes of the opposition because one bobbled puck, one bad pass, and it's a breakaway and you ain't catching him. Well, that was uh, clear today, the comments in the papers. And we're going to have Aaron Portsline, Rob Brown, on a little bit later on. I mean, they're almost in awe after the performance that McDavid had the last time they played Columbus. I mean, I, this to me is a tough game for the Oilers tonight. Um, you, you need goaltending, too. And Cam Talbot has given them, and it's ridiculous what he's done of late. It is. It's, it's what they had hoped for. But sometimes your hopes are higher than what is reality. But every game that he has started outside of, you know, less than a handful this season, he's given the team a chance to win. Uh, the Oilers have got some deficiencies on their back end. They, even with 
the emergence of a Davidson. They still have deficiencies. So when there are mistakes, you need a goaltender to make a big save. And the biggest thing that I've seen with Cam Talbot, he's making the big save at the right time. There'll be a, the Oilers will be fighting. I mean, it'll be a one-goal game, and if they give up another goal, they're in trouble. He makes two, three big saves in a row. And all of a sudden, the Oilers get a little confidence, and they get the break. They get the breakaway. They get the chance, and they take advantage of it. So Talbot's given the right save at the right time, and it's hard right now. To uh, I know that they want to get LB in the lineup, and I'm not sure you know more than I do if he's playing tonight. But it's hard he's to even playing. think about taking. All right, so taking Talbot out, it, it's a tough, tough decision because every time he's been in the net as of late, you're getting a quality start. Yeah, well, there's no question about that. He stopped 168 of his last 174 shots, but we will see Laurent Brassois in uh, goal tonight for the Edmonton Oilers. Rob Brown joins us right now. Rob, I'm going to throw a total curveball at you. There's something that they do in this building that I can't stand. They have the stupid cannon that fires <laughs> up after goals. And i got to ask you, in all the years that you played uh, pro, or even dating back to your junior days, because you got a sense of humor, what was the stupidest thing you saw an organization do or the most annoying thing they did in-house? Um, well, I mean, the cannon, I, I, I know the cannon. We had, uh, well, in junior, it was, it, it was, I probably told this story the night you were there when, and, and it was, I know it was the new Westminster coach, Ernie Punch uh, McLean, who sent it over. He sent pizzas over to Ken Hitchcock in the middle of a hockey game. There was a timeout. And all of a sudden, during the timeout, nine different Pizza Hut pizza delivery people came down the hallway and started piling pizzas up right behind our bench, right behind Hitch in the middle of a hockey game. And McLean was just howling from his bench. I give Hitch credit, though. He turned around, lifted a lid, took a piece out, and started eating it during the game. But there was a, in junior, there was a lot of silly stuff that went on like that. In the NHL, not as much. But the cannon, I understand. The cannon bugs you when it's the fifth and sixth time you hear it in a game and you're looking up at the scoreboard and you've got one. Yeah, but that, in fairness, that hasn't happened too often in this matchup. I mean, ironically enough, uh, the Oilers are 8-2-3 and three over the last uh, 13 games that they've played. Since Taylor Hall and uh, Jordan Everly have uh, played against Columbus, 8-2-3. Uh, and three. Yeah, the cannon to me is the cheesiest thing in the league. Like, seriously, of, of all the things that we see in opposition buildings, is the one, and, and Itch played a factor in that cannon because he got into the whole history of the Civil War and all that kind of stuff. And Itch, of course, had huge influence in this organization for a few years. Rob, uh, you are involved in something special this weekend. We're going to be in Winnipeg as part of, uh, uh, what's the event called? Uh, hometown Hockey on Sunday night. Hometown, the State yeah. Take on the Winnipeg Jets, and it's going to take place in St. Albert. And I seem to think that you know something about St. Albert, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, this is my hometown, and hometown hockey is coming here and broadcasting over the weekend. I know that starting today, they've got a bunch of different events. I'm just about to run into a school and do an event where their hometown hockey people are there. Tara Sloan's going to bring people on stage. I think they got acrobats coming in. they got a, a band playing or something along like that. Tomorrow there's a relay where they're bringing a hockey stick from Aikensdale Arena right downtown uh, St. Albert where we'll have a ceremonial puck drop. Ron McLean's in town and Mark Messier and Lanny McDonald and Ryan Smith. So it should be a lot of fun. They're expecting over 10,000 people downtown St. Albert over the course of this weekend. So we in St. Albert are proud of our city and pretty excited about it. So are you the fourth best player to come out of St. Albert? Because I'm thinking about it, and I'm going to go with Messi at number one. Okay, seriously, fourth? Come on now, Bob. Well, I'll, give you Messi. Messi. I'll give you Messi. Well, what about Aguinla? Okay, I'll give you him too. What about Troy Murray? 
Muzz is a good buddy of mine. He's a good hockey player, yes. Okay, so okay. you're fourth. Okay, well, it sounded better this way. When you threw it out right away, I'm like, come on. No, we've had actually uh, St. Albert's been very good. Jamie McLennan's from here. Um, who else do we got lately? Well, we got Pareko. the Pareko. I, I grew up with his sister, and he turned out to be a fantastic hockey player. Wait a and then, you uh, grew up with Colton Pareko's sister? So I, I apologize. Aunt, aunt. My yes, I was going to say, there's, there's quite a separation, because you're, I mean, Rob, you are a talented player in media hockey, but you are well into your mid-40s now. <laughs> so uh, yes, either, either the, the parents, left too. either the Pareko family had about a 15-year separation, and by the way, I just want to add, that still upsets me, as an Oilers employee, that a guy uh, out of St. Albert, playing up in Fort McMurray, got discovered by the St. Louis Blues. Got to know your own backyard the best, don't you think? You certainly do. I mean, you wouldn't want to have a six foot four defenseman that can move the puck, would you? <laughs> Give St. Louis some credit. Rob, have a great time with Hometown Hockey with Ron McLean. I know we're going to hear uh, Brendan Ulrich in conversation with Ron in the final half hour of the show. Uh, I'll be at Winnipeg with the Oilers, and I look forward to talking with you tonight during the broadcast. Sounds good, Bob. Take care. That is Rob Brown from uh, the Oilers Radio Network. It is currently 12.47 in Edmonton. The Edmonton Oilers and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Laurent Brassois, who in the minors this year uh, in Bakersfield, 15-9-3, a 2.69 goals against average and a .919 save percentage. And he'll take on Jonas Corposalo, who's 11-3-3 in his last 17 starts with a 2.20 goals against average and a .931 save percentage. When we come back, we'll get to some texts. And NHL Today, still to come, Aaron Portsline out of Columbus, Jack Michaels in conversation uh, with Brandon Saad, and uh, we'll get you either Latesto or Everly as well. Uh, this is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's uh, 12.50 in Edmonton. Hey, hockey fans, New West Travel and Transit Holidays have teamed up to bring you a great selection of special travel packages for destinations, weddings, honeymoons, sports packages, river cruises, golf getaways, and for the outstanding employee and salespeople in your company, New West Travel can design specific meeting and incentive reward packages to a variety of destinations around the world that will meet your budget. Plus, they all include parking at Edmonton International Airport Value Park. For more information, call the friendly staff at New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. Edmonton Oilers in action tonight against uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets. I know that I was, uh, we were talking about things that happen in, in other buildings, and I uh, a friend of mine, Dean Lowry, runs the uh, Joey Mayfield. Does a great job with that uh, group. Uh, he is not a fan of the Howling Coyote in uh, Arizona, and I, I, I tend to agree with him. I, I, that's another one that just kind of like, okay, whatever. You can text us at six thirty six thirty. Tweet us at Oilers Now. Email us Oilers Now at. Uh, 630chat.com. Jesus says, Bob, Rob Brown is the, you know what, keep him as a weekly guest, please. Uh, James from Millwood says, sorry, Bob, but the howling that the Arizona Coyotes have when they score a goal is the most lame thing I've ever heard. I'm very proud of how the Oilers played yesterday. If they could play more like that, they'd win a lot more games. Um, the Arizona Coyotes howl is the worst thing. It's so annoying, and they always do it. Uh, they over, always overdo it. Uh, the Panthers are a second with the Panther growl. Uh, 
cannons and glass bangers, both things are mind-numbing. This text comes in saying, Bob, funny how Benoit Pouliot throws one hit in five years and he blows a wing. Don't confuse undisciplined penalties as grit, Bob. Grinding is just not his forte. Actually, not even in his hockey DNA. Uh, he has stock because of the term and good output, Bob. Should he be considered in part for transactions and attempt to land D or Simmons-esque players? That text comes to us from Calgary. All right, three things on that. Number one, Pouliot was not throwing a hit. He got picked on the play, and they missed it. If you take a look at it, there's no way that shouldn't have been a penalty. Uh, he does take reach infraction penalties. I think somewhere I read one of the analytics people, and they like Pouliot, so keep that in mind, but that he'd taken basically five more penalties as an order than he had drawn. So, for what it's worth. Uh, as for landing Wayne Simmons, you're not getting that. Wayne Simmons for for Benoit. I don't think you could get uh, Wayne Simmons for Jordan Everly, frankly. That's how highly people think of Wayne Simmons around the league. You can text us at 630, 630. JB says, Bob, the cannon in Columbus is no worse than the ridiculous train horn the Oilers use. No one likes that stupid horn. As a season seed holder for 10 years, I pray it stays in uh, Rexall. That one comes to us from JB. Dennis in Sherwood Park says, a shutout uh, like Talbot had last night should mean a automatic start. Well, it's not going to be an automatic start. They're going to start Laurent Rassois tonight. Uh, where I come from, when you stop 168 out of 174 shots, that's pretty good, though. It's got to be said. Um uh, Dave says, Bob, don't ever put Zach Cassian and Patrick Maroon ever in the same sentence as Gassick and Steve McIntyre, uh, as Maroon and Cassian can both play. Lots of texts coming in. You can text us at 630-630. Tweet us at orders now. Email us orders now at 630-chad.com. Bob, uh, this text comes to us from Ron. I think Taylor Hall and the smaller forwards have become one foot taller and aggressive because of the inclusion of the three big body additions. Great to see. Well, two for sure up front, no question. Cassian and Maroon. Cracknell's played a hard, firm, competitive game. I think he's a useful 13-14 forward. Party's given them some size on the back end, which they missed once Griba went out. I still think the Oilers will add one more top nine guy. It's not going to be a $6 million guy. Take a look at what Shirelli's done. He's added two top nine forwards. I mean, if, they, if they're probably going to do a one-year deal on Cassian, given his track record, it's probably going to be in the two range. So they've added two top nine forwards with some size for $3.5 million total. And maybe they find another guy like that in that range, one and a half to two and a half million bucks that can do some things for them in top nine. It's good. Uh, Jensen says, Bob, what do you think of uh, Bogdan Yakimov coming back? Jensen, I think Bogdan Yakimov made a mistake leaving in the first place. He might have already been here by now instead of Jajar Kaira at, uh, at some point. Um, he comes back to the organization. He's going to play down in Bakersfield. And I actually do not think it's out of the realm of possibility that he may get a late-season look. And Derek says, Bob, what do you think the ceiling is on Brandon Davidson? Derek, I'm going to tell you a story. Scott Housen, uh, you know, and Scott and there's a good chance that Keaton plays tonight instead of Clendenning because Clendenning has struggled, and I think we've all seen that. Scott was a guy that, you know, believed in the Keaton, and that did not pan out. But I remember having a conversation with Housen two years ago at Brandon Davidson, and he's like, Bob, there's a player there. And I'm like, I, I don't see it. You know, I just, whenever I see him, you know, preseason, whatever, I don't see it. Uh, and he's like, you're wrong. There's a player. And he said, for sure, five. I'm like, eh, I don't see it. 
right now he's the Oilers' best defenseman. And he probably could start the year as a four next year based on how he's performed. He's playing 25 minutes a game here, like, you know, 22 to 25 minutes a game. It's hard not to like him. You can text us at 630-630. Danielle says, Bob, the Calgary Flames public address announcer elongating players' names is annoying as well. Well, whatever. It's annoying when they score against the Oilers. There's no question about that. Let's go to NHL today for the fine folks at Kentwood Ford relationships with the Oilers past and present, including Taylor Hall and Neil Yakupov, who both scored last night in the win against Philadelphia. Go down and see the great Gretzky, Mike Gretzky, and uh, the gang, Ashley Roy and the gang at Kentwood Ford here is Brendan Ulrich. Uh, quiet night around the league, Bob. Just two more games on tap. The Rangers are in Washington. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist will start in goal for the Rangers despite leaving last night's game with neck spasms. Uh, the Capitals are 8-1 in their last night at home. A win would get them to the 100-point mark on the season. The Devils are in Dallas. Uh, the Devils beat the Preds 5-4 in overtime last night. They're still five points back of a playoff spot. Patrick Sharp out for Dallas. They've lost four straight. You mentioned uh, Bogdan Yakimov. The Condors are off until Saturday when they play at San Jose. They also recalled Ben Becker from Norfolk yesterday. Oil Kings lost 6-1 at home to Victoria on Monday. They host Medicine Hat tonight and The Golden Bears begin the Canada West final tonight, game one against the U of S Huskies, game two tomorrow, game three if necessary on Sunday, and I'm sure you're stoked, Bob. Not really. Uh, I think Saskatchewan's going to win the series in three games, and it doesn't matter, because what matters is what the two teams do at the national championships coming up in Halifax in a couple weeks. Uh, That's just what the byproduct of what happens when you get – Two teams that have already qualified for the University Cup. Off to a 6.30 Chad News weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Uh, still to come, Aaron Portsline, Ryan, uh, Ron McClain. I was going to say Ryan McClain. I know a guy named Ryan McClain. Good guy. And uh, we'll also hear from Brandon Saad with Jack Michaels and one of Jordan Everlay or Mark Litz-Test, too, as well. This is Orders Now.